We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. They have unsuccessfully tried to take down the wrong person. He's absolutely going to come back uh, with full vengeance the next time around. I think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. Our Constitution really does give the president tremendous power to destroy. This will be something we could never have imagined. Now the gloves are off. Hey, some of Trump's close political allies told him they are working on figuring out the identities of the FBI and DOJ staff and forming lists. I will direct a completely overall DOJ to investigate every radical DA and AG in America for their illegal racist enforcement of the law. The deep state is destroying our nation. But the tables must turn and we will quickly destroy the deep state. We know where the bodies are buried. There are a lot of people out there that have done some very, very evil things, very bad things. I would say treasonous things against our country. People that have done such harm to our country. I've been looking at them for a long time. We could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who we perceive as enemies. Put them all in jail where they belong. You gotta get tough and smart, and you have to fight higher with fire. You can't allow this to go on. We will take care of it. Fucking A right. We will take care of it. Good morning, everybody. Wasn't that video awesome? Did that get the blood flowing? Little memes from the uh, Dilly meme team. Amazing. I'm ready for the retribution. The revenge presidency. Good morning, everybody. What's happening? It's Tuesday. It is election day. Let me make sure all my... Okay, we're good. It is... Election day. So you know what that means. 
get out, vote red, or the babies are dead. That's right, everybody. The demon Democrats, they want to kill your babies. They love killing their own. Don't let them kill yours. Get out and vote. Doesn't matter what it's for. Just it's all the local elections. You know, you should know who's running in your districts, who's representing you locally, town council, city council, mayors, whatever it is. I hope you all have made a plan to vote today. I will be walking into my polling place with big dick energy and voting and voting against those that I despise. So it's the power we have as an American citizen. So vote. Gulfstream, AP Unfiltered, Blue Boy Life. I saw Buck Fiden, Laura Ann. Did I miss anybody? I'm sure I did. But in any case, we're all here. It's Tuesday, Election Day. Make sure you are voting. MAGA hat on today. MAGA hat on every day. And make sure you're hitting the thumbs up, the like. If you're over on Twitter, we're live on Twitter and Rumble. If you're over on Twitter, retweet it. Throw this link in your social media. The goal is to grow this Rumble channel. And uh, I have some plans, maybe in the works in the near future to help elevate the platform. And, uh, and that's what we're going to do because we're here to stay. We have a long road ahead of us and we're all going to fight. We're all going to do our part and we're going nowhere, nowhere. Cause rumble's great and they won't get rid of people like me, at least for now. I, I don't think they will. I think rumble is, uh, is the place to be, but we have to get more people engaged with the platform especially with content like this. So i got a bunch of stuff. It's election day. I'm not on any time constraints. So however long we're here, we're here. Two hours, two and a half hours. It doesn't matter. So the first thing I wanted to, this, before I went to, to sleep last night, I happened to look at Twitter. All right. And just give me one second here. Okay. I happened to look at Twitter and I saw something and I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Rosen. He was the one recently that was pulled out of that Hillary Clinton event for asking her about how, uh, Bill Clinton being on Epstein's Island 26 times and they dragged him out. You know, he's a tall, heavy set guy and he's known he's on Twitter as I fight for kids and he's known for confront. I don't know how the guy hasn't gotten killed yet for confronting pedophiles, child predators, and successfully getting getting them arrested, I would say just about every time he does it. So last night, I go on there and I'm watching this. This one, it just caught my eye randomly, just randomly caught my eye. And I'm going to I'm going to bring it up, actually, because it's it's wild when you how I just noticed it. It's not like I look at his page all the time to see what he's doing. It just happened to come up in my feed and I'm looking at it. And it was a brand new post. And it said, this is the child predator we're confronting right now. He works in a library and invited an 11-year-old to come have sex with him in the bathroom. Now, I at first saw it because it was screenshots of some pretty vile texts that I'm not going to pull up and read here. I mean, they're really disturbing of what this piece of shit was texting to an 11-year-old. I have an 11-year-old. What was really more crazy 
is when I go and I'm reading the thread, and I posted about it last night if you didn't see it. He doesn't fuck around. This specific incident that I happened to stumble across last night is literally 15 minutes away from me. Maybe even a little closer, depending on the traffic. On Long Island in Freeport, New York. And I didn't realize it because it doesn't say the location. It doesn't say like where he is. I'm just looking at it and, and, and this is like he works in a library. He's got a stupid mask on. And he's this like outcast, frumpy, weird kid. And, you know, he was trying to talk to him. He confronted him. But I realized, and then I look at this scene right here. And I'm like, wow, that looks really familiar. Because I'm very familiar with the area. And I'm like, wow, that, but it, I, it couldn't like, it didn't dawn on me like where it was. Because I'm seeing it on Twitter. Like, where is this? I, I've seen this so many times before. And then, you know, go. you can go and watch the videos. I'm not going to spend time watching all the videos. He reads some of the text messages. I mean, I'm talking about brutal shit this guy sent an 11-year-old. Or however many kids he, he sent things like this to, right? And he's just sitting there reading it to him. And again, I just, even he's heard enough. And then I look at this photo and i'm like well those cop cars look really familiar but they were blurry but they look really familiar but generic and then i go back and then i see this video and i'm like all right alex is over there talking to you i'm like oh shit uh, an officer that's freeport police freeport new york on long island they have their own right, village alex police department and, and then I know that intersection and then it's all coming back and i'm like holy crap right, the alex, library the, the monument uh, Literally officer. 12 to 15 minute drive for me, depending on the traffic. All right, Alex is over there talking to you. And I'm like, uh, an officer. Like, I, I, I was just blown away for a minute. It's, you know, you know, these people are everywhere. You know, if you go on the sexual predator website, you're going to find people in your neighborhood, registered sex offenders, right? But when it's happening in like real time, and Alex Rosen's in base, I'll say my neighborhood, he's literally two towns away from me, which if you know anything about Long Island, is very, very close. Literally 12 to 15 minutes to from Freeport City Hall, which I've gone to many times. And uh, a straight run, too. Like, not, not, not difficult to get to. Uh, this guy was arrested. And I'm, I'm just happy that he was there to confront this guy. Works in a library. And was coaxing an 11-year-old to come to the library and have sex with him in the bathroom. And saying some un... Like, literally, like, a, a rape fantasy in, in text messages to this guy. On what he was going to do in detail to this 11-year-old. Um... And apparently he's in New York that says this is one of many more monsters we are confronting on this trip. And there's something here I didn't see before. If you want to help support the cause, join our Locals page where we stream this live. And Locals would be on, on Rumble where you can, you can support him monetarily. I have a Locals that I don't use, and some of you do support it monetarily, and I thank you. I have to do something on there eventually. I have to do something with exclusive content. We just need to build the community a little bit more, and I, and I would be happy to. If I'm going to spend more time streaming than I want it to be, 
exclusive to just members that are willing to to not not pay me for my time. I will tell you this. In the very near future, I'm going to be looking to do some um, production services to promote the Rumble channel, which will cost money. And I'm fully prepared. I'm, I'm doing it either way. But if you felt like you wanted to help, and again, it's either for that. It's not for my pocket. It's either for that or it's for whatever we're going to be funding. You can donate right to the Rumble page. You could subscribe for $5 a month if you want. And all of that money is either going to go to production, editing short clips, or whatever we're going to be funding, like the January 6th gift card drive. So things like that. And, and like this guy, Alex Rosen, you can, he, he's traveling, he needs support, and he's confronting child predators. And it's just, I just want to, I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I'm thinking about it this morning. Like, it's just really close to home. And it's amazing what he's doing. I sent him a message. I don't know if he'll see it. I did retweet it and I thanked him in a retweet and he did like it. So he did acknowledge me, but I'm hoping maybe to have a conversation with him because if he's in this area and I, if he's going to be here for any sort of period of time, I would love to do something to help him um, to support him. But I just think it's wild. 11 years old, a fucking library worker, a public library worker where kids are in and out of daily. It's actually right near a school as well. So you know the kids are going to that library, whether it's with parents or without parents. Oh, you, like what, if my kid says to me, hey, I want to meet, I want to go to the library with friends. You're thinking, all right, it's the library. You, you, you want to believe it's a safe place. There are no fucking safe places anymore. When I was a kid, I'd be able to, 12 years old, 11 years old, walk the streets with my friends and not have to worry about it. And now it's like when, when, my, do when my daughter wants to go for a ride on her bike around the block a few times, I have a level of anxiety that I can't get away from because of what I know and what we see and what happens. So it's, you would think if your kid wants to go to the library with friends and whether it's do a project, do homework, whatever it is. It's like, and then you have these shitbag, pervert, sicko, scumbag, pedophiles just sitting there in libraries preying on kids. It's, it's, there are no safe places anymore. There really are no safe places anymore. It's crazy. It really is. Anyway. I just wanted to bring that up first. So we got a lot. We got a lot. We got Trump testified in his New York City uh, civil trial, and he absolutely killed it. I Listen, there, I would love for some legislation to come, whether it's on state level or federal level, that every court case should have to be, honestly, more so to keep our justice system, um, I'm not going to use the word honest because it's never honest, just to let them know that the world is watching, that the your, your local communities are watching. There should be cameras, TV cameras, streaming in every courtroom in America, every courtroom. There should be no closed cases unless certain... Because it, it it can get it can get touchy, especially in child cases with children and things like that. 
I'm not talking about exposing identities of, of people in the case. I don't even want the identities of people exposed. I want just judges and attorneys identities. I want them to be held accountable in every case that they handle and preside over. Because this judge in New York City, I don't know if we've ever seen a case where there was such a biased judge against a defendant, civil or criminal defendant, that, I mean, there are biased judges out there. I mean, you look at the judge that Roger Stone had that denied him every bit of defense that his defense attorneys came up with. They just, they weren't allowing it. And I think that's going to be the case in the Jack Smith trial in DC with that Obama loving judge, Chutkin, Chatkin, whatever the fuck her name is. She's going to deny all kinds of defenses to his defense attorneys when the time comes. That whole thing with Trump has these classified documents to show foreign interference in elections. I, I seriously doubt she's going to allow that in her courtroom. I seriously, seriously doubt that. Have you heard the Let the Boys Be Boys song by Tyson James? Not that I remember, maybe just by listening to it, but by naming that, I have, I have, I'm not, I don't even know what it is. Oh, OG Nick, good morning. Job's dead. Good morning. I saw Blue Boy Life in there. Brandy with a B in the house. Big Dilly meme team, meme star, Brandy with a B. A little funk in the chat. Star Walker 77. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll start with this. We're going to have a lot of, for a lot of you, Alina Haba fans. We do have quite a bit of video of her just completely going scorched earth on this case and the judge. But President Trump blasts racist New York Attorney General Letitia James. I think she might be. I don't think Biggie Smalls died. I don't think he was murdered. I'm I'm one of the biggest Biggie Smalls fans, you'll no, notorious B.I.G. fans you will ever come across. All right. I don't think he died, and I think he decided to lay low and then decide to transition, go to law school, transition, and now he is full blown transgender attorney, ran for New York Attorney General, and, and Biggie Smalls is now Letitia James. I firmly believe that. I, I do. I firmly believe that. That Letitia James, at one point before he transitioned, was the notorious B.I.J. <laughs> Big Mac 79 in the house. Rocket, good morning. <laughs> That's such an insult to, uh, to Biggie Smalls, too. Anyway, blast racist New York Attorney General James before his testimony in New York lawfare case. Horrible people who must hate our country. And I believe it because they're trying so hard at the direction of Democrat donors, Democrat handlers, the Biden DOJ to do whatever they can to prevent Donald Trump from becoming the president, whether to bankrupt him, whether to get him off of the ballot, whether to throw him in prison. You realize they're going after him at all angles criminally civilly getting them off the civilly getting them off the, the ballot if possible anything they can have you ever seen a political persecution like this in your life we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime i'm not sure that there's ever been a political persecution at this level in the history of america i i don't 
I don't think there is. I don't think there is. But, you know, if there is, I'd love to know about it, but I just don't think there is. So anyway, Donald Trump yesterday, he made some remarks before he testified, before he went in. Let's hear DJT. fight very hard for our country. He's o- he always has and he always will and nothing will stop that. Now, you heard what he said about Letitia James being a racist attorney general. And it is a fact. It's a fact there's video documentation and there's a lot of video documentation, but th- this one is pretty is pretty damning in itself. <laughs> Look at the white people behind her. Yes, sister. Too pale, too pale, and too stale.
Working Families Party, which is further left than actual Democrats, but they they align on a lot of things. And Trump is orange, so he's safe. Yeah, you stupid racist bitch. Donald Trump has a orange hue to him, so he is not too pale. So you're not only racist, but you're a you're a racist liar. This woman behind her amazes me. That white woman with the glasses. Just carrying on about being too pale. That is the one. How much has she donated to Black Lives Matter charities that aren't charities, but are just Ponzi schemes? This is the racist attorney general that ran on going after Donald Trump. I'm sorry, but Donald Trump is not defaming her is not lying about her, and is not race-baiting. He's speaking fact. He's speaking truth. Here is the evidence. And it's not just this, because you can play over and over again all of her campaign videos about going after Donald Trump. I'm going to be a pain in the ass. He's going to know my name. Oh, we're going to sue Donald Trump with her white liberal friends. She was supposed to be governor of New York until all of a sudden she was polling like shit and then nobody, Kathy Hochul, was polling great. So they ran Kathy Hochul. Her next step politically in the state is to become governor from attorney general. That's exactly what Cuomo did. But again, racist New York State attorney general Letitia James, formally after transitioning, formally notorious B.I.G., Laquifa James, too male, too pale, and too stale. There's Hogman. Yes, Workers' Party, Communist Affiliate, 100%. 100%. That's what she is. That is what she is. So, you know, he gave his remarks before he went in, and then he went in and was chastised by the judge. The judge thought he was going to dominate Donald Trump, and it didn't happen. And this is where I, we need audio. We need, we need it. We need it. A Kathy Hochul is mentally ill. When the whole COVID thing was going, she had a gold chain that said, uh, she was standing behind a podium talking about if you're not for uh, vaccines, you're, you're not for God or whatever. I don't know if you remember the exact quote. And then she was showing off her gold chain. You know, you thought it was a nameplate, but it actually said vaxxed. It's crazy. Oh, we have, I love your pushback on the Q-tards. How do we separate them? But then I saw you host a show. So first of all, James isn't a QAnon person. He, he pays attention to Q. He actually was at one point, and and if you've listened to all of our shows or a lot of the shows, he has realized what the implications of their uh, stupidity are, and he has we we speak about it all the time, realizing it. But yeah, James is not a Q anon person. That's actually a, a pretty stupid description of him. He paid attention to all of the Q drops. He was big into reading them. Um, and I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a Q person at all. I think Q is fake and gay. I think Q is a leftist psyop, me personally, it, whatever. 
um, cutards make actual uh, rational thinking conservatives or MAGA Republicans, whatever you want to call yourself, um, stupid. Now, James and I, when we co-host the two shows together on Tuesdays and Fridays, again, if you watch them, we don't agree on a lot of things, but we agree on the result that we both want. We just have different, different thought processes of getting there. So when you ask why I co-host a show with someone that you describe as QAnon, which he's not, someone who has the same, again, goals as me, as, as I do, but will have different ways he'd like to see them get there, that's called not hosting a show with someone and being in an echo chamber with, like not jerking each other up, going, oh, God, yeah, I agree with you so much, man. Like, yeah, let's do a show and just agree with each other. No. If, yes, NQ and QAnon are completely different, but I'm not here to discuss that because I think it's all stupid. And he, he didn't say Joe Biden was dead. He said that it's a possibility, which anything's a possibility. I'm going to leave it at this. I don't know if you're a James hating troll. It might be someone that he, you know, he, he, he pissed on your, your Cheerios. So I'm not going to get into the whole, you're going to bash my co-host. I don't care what people's views are. I know what my views are. And if, um, I, first of all, if people want to get mad because you're attacking somebody, they can. I'm going to leave you with this warning. We're here to chat about certain things. I'm not here to talk about my co-host views. I'll tell you what, Tuesdays and Fridays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, James and I are on a show together. You should get into that chat and ask him the directions, the questions directly. That's what you should do. Um, but not here, because I'm not going to entertain it. So anyway, that's that. So again, Donald Trump gets in the courtroom and basically just turns the table on what we're, we, everyone calls a kangaroo court because it's kangaroo justice from a leftist biased, complete Trump-hating judge who not only himself, but his court clerk, his senior court clerk, has there, there's also a question of her ethics because she has donated a copious amount of money to Democrat uh, uh, races and campaigns, which there's an ethics thing with the court clerks that, that specifically says, I believe it says something like, you can't donate an excessive amount to uh, political campaigns, and she has, and apparently they're very close. So Donald Trump decides to just, you know, I guess you could say troll the judge. He, he answered all the questions, but he didn't do it the way Donald Trump, the way the judge wanted him to. He didn't. He kept chastising Donald Trump. You can't make speeches here. He wanted yes or no. You know you weren't getting that from Donald Trump. You know. Listen, I'm just gonna say it. Clean this shit up in the chat. AP unfiltered. I don't care if you have to ban this guy. This is not what we're doing in the chat this morning. This is not what we're doing. So, just I'm I'm not gonna keep looking over and seeing the bullshit. It's just not gonna happen. So, either end it. Or get rid of them. I don't give a shit. This is my fucking kingdom. How's that? This part of Magadonia, I'm the fucking king. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. So, again, 
Donald Trump took the stand yesterday in a lawfare trial, which the Democrats are very good at this lawfare thing. They're a lot better than Republicans. I also just want to make the statement of, and I put a tweet out about this yesterday. Take note on the elected Republican politicians that are not speaking out in support of Donald Trump, who claim they support Donald Trump, but aren't saying anything about any of his cases. The only one that's been doing it is Byron Donalds that I've seen. I see a few people mention it here and there, but where is the group banding together behind Donald Trump in support in all of these cases and these lawfare attacks? Where is it? Where is it? Actually, no, I don't even want you to buy my fucking cigars. Get rid of this guy. Get rid of him now. I don't, don't even do me a favor and don't even buy my cigars. I don't want my cigars in your fucking mouth because you just, you know what? It got tense because you're a piece of shit. You're going to come in my show and you're going to ask stupid questions about my co-host. Why don't you go ask him? Because it's obvious you know him. So go message him. Go message him. Come on our show Tuesday and Friday. But you're out of here. Fuck that guy. And your mother. How's that? I'm not, I, I don't, I don't have to be a nice guy. That's, that's the great thing about my show. I don't have to be a nice guy. You just got a dose of it. I think I know who you are too. Anyway. So <laughs> the wacky judge, see the shit like this energizes me. It just energizes me because I, I, I it just, I love these stupid people because it just makes me want to just get into it more. Wacky Judge Engeron lectured Donald Trump for delivering speeches during questioning. Very upset that President Trump is able to freely speak during his trial. That's the problem with the gag order in the New York civil trial. He did not does not want him to say anything. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump had a piece of paper in his pocket that he wanted to read in open court, and the judge told him not to and said, refer to the opinion on that. It was this disclaimer clause about the financial dealings that apparently basically says that Donald Trump is not liable for anything in the documentation. The banks were not defrauded. The insurers were not defrauded. They were all, the banks are all paid back with interest. They said it themselves. There's no victim here. But again, here we are. And according to reports from inside the courtroom, Angeron repeatedly, repeatedly attacked Donald Trump for his long-winded answers to questions about his highly successful international business. New York Attorney General, racist. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to say it. Maybe she's too dark. Oh, is that racist? Oh, I'm sorry. Is that how we play the game? New York Attorney General Letitia James is hoping to pilfer $250 million from the Trump family for the state. She, they, they want to take away his assets in the amount of $250 million from the Trump family for her ridiculous claims that the Trump organization was overvaluing their assets. And, and right now, the court has not proved any of that. She keeps talking about the numbers. The numbers don't lie. It's all bullshit. Now, there are transcripts floating around on Twitter of the goings back and forth between Donald Trump and the judge. They're, they're, they're long. I'm not going to sit here and read them all. 
but they're interesting. Um, Judge Angeron apparently snapped at Alina Habit, uh, Trump's attorney, to sit down, just sit down. We're here to hear him answer questions. And Trump turned around and said, this is a very, very unfair trial, and I hope the public is watching it. And that's the problem. The public needs to be watching this. And thank God for the people that are sitting in the courtroom and reporting on it. There are a few, and they're posting the, the I guess, somewhat transcripts on Twitter of what was said. Because I don't think they maybe, – maybe they have a recording device, and they're just transcribing it. I don't know. I would imagine if they had audio, they would, they would post the audio. Judge Angeron told Trump, you, can't, you, you can attack me. You can do whatever you want, but answer the question. The judge also told him to simply answer the questions and not give speeches. Please just answer the question. No speeches, he told Trump. And he kept telling him that was a yes or no question. Please answer yes or no when you receive such a question. Now, he also threatened to throw Donald Trump out of the courtroom. He, he threatened to throw him out of the courtroom, which he didn't. And Donald Trump didn't stop. And why didn't he – what was interesting to me is now from what I understand, and, and I didn't hear this in any of the reports, he did not threaten Donald Trump with contempt. Does anybody know or has anybody seen if they – if the judge threatened him while he was on the stand that he would hold him or even his lawyer in contempt for not following his direction? I have not seen that, and I was curious. I was looking all over for it. <laughs> OG Nick, <laughs> Letitia Jane, she black. Jesse Lee Peterson, if you don't know him, you should watch him. <laughs> Coffee and a Patriot cigar on a drive to work. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's on the stand and he's not allowed to talk. But you know the great thing is who is allowed to talk? He's a, Listen, he, he's, he can do whatever he wants. It's a free country. It's a matter of what the court is willing to do to um, enforce any sanctions on him or punishments on him, the past president of the United States. They're still just using words. Okay, they find him $5,000. They find him $10,000. It's, it's fun coupons for Trump. Here you go. Here you go. Don't worry, Mr. President. Your donors got this because I will happily donate so you can pay your $10,000 fine. I will happy, happily donate towards you fueling that big, beautiful jet to fly all over the country and humiliate rhinos and Democrats like Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden. But who can speak her mind and, and has been a lot is Alina Haba, your favorite attorney of Donald Trump. So... Last night after, we'll play this one first. She went on Fox with Larry uh, Kudlow and gave an interview. I actually haven't listened to it yet, so it's going to be a first for me too. Let's check it out. The legal team questioning somebody who is a real estate tycoon, a real estate mogul, is going to go down as right. one of the greats. Spend his whole life. They don't get it, and they're trying to attack and criticize somebody. You better be an expert. He's trying. To trying after him. See, look, as somebody who knows him rather well. He's trying to explain what I'm going to call the science of real estate. That's right. The accounting of real estate. The Nobody knows it like Trump. Estate, okay? And he knows it very well. You might disagree with some of it, but he knows it very well. That's right. And this judge, as I understand it, will not let him finish these paragraphs. No. And I don't know. And the other thing, can I just, I think this showed up. Uh, you were on, uh, your presser was during Sandra and uh, Smith and John Roberts. Um, has a president ever testified like this in court? 
No. Never. It's a disgrace. So they won't give him the grace to do that. It's it's really, they're cutting him off. And I objected, and there was a fiery exchange with the judge. Yeah. Um, frankly, I, I can't even say it was with the judge and I. I'm very polite. I'm very professional when I'm in the courtroom. But the judge did not like him finishing or explaining because it wasn't good for their case, and he's interfering. He's made his decision. Let's not forget that, Larry. He made his decision on summary judgment. He found liability already. So now we're wasting taxpayer dollars for months and months and months, 450000 for an expert the AG paid. Yeah. Taxpayer dollars. Those New York taxpayer dollars. We're wasting all this time, and he won't even let the president, who's the person they're trying to get to, explain why he's certified to certain values. Why? Because the minute he starts to explain it, it ruins their case. He was worth more than his statement of financial condition. And Miss James, her politics, mm -hmm. are not allowing her now to backtrack. She Laquifa. needs a PR team, I'm telling you. She's well, she have, looks she's like a damn fool. Yeah. But put, putting that aside, I mean, it's the same story with the Mar-a-Lago property in Palm Beach. Every realtor is laughing yeah. at the tax assessor's assessment, which you, you and I talked about a month ago. Every realtor knows what Trump is talking about in this courtroom. The guy that doesn't know what he's talking about is a politically biased left-wing judge who won't let the 45th president make his case. I think that is one of the worst parts of this whole story. You call a trial, you make these charges, the president who doesn't have to comes in, mm -hmm. really? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could do it just as well, but he came in and they won't let him finish his paragraph? Not only that, Larry, in the beginning, and this isn't going to be reported, but in the beginning, the judge kept trying to say, if you do it again, I'm just going to tell you to leave and I'm going to have a negative inference. First of all, you can't really do that. But he was going trying to find a reason because he was panicked. Uh, you know, this is an elected official. The judge is an elected official. Yeah, yeah. Letitia James is an elected official. We can't have elected officials who need to be elected commies to be on the side of their democratic thinking, their, their left-wing radical left thinking. We can't have people like that on the bench. And then we sit here and, and can't put our case up. It doesn't make sense. You know, I know there are a lot of left-wing judges in New York. I get that. But there are also some good judges. There are. There's a court of appeals in this state. There's yep. an appellate court, all that stuff. Thank God. You have a, the New York Bar Association. I know it leans left, but they're not crazy people. No. There are a lot of wonderful law firms. Law firms, by the way, whose chief officers are <laughs> Republicans, believe it or not. So I'm waiting for people to start speaking out regarding the injustice of the way this judge is treating the 45th president. Do you Keep see note on who doesn't Somebody speak out. Somebody has to stop the circus and say, this guy, what's his name, the name of the judge? Judge Gorin. He is a bad apple, and we don't want to stand behind him because he's making all of us in New York look bad. That's the truth. I'm waiting for someone to do that. That's the truth, and I think that, you Just know. Just step up. Step yeah. up and say that. Democrat, Republican. You know who should step up and say that? Elected congressman. Senators, we have quite a few Republican elected congressmen, most of which are rhinos. George Santos, again, the only one who's come out in support of Donald Trump. Why aren't they, you're telling me they're not paying attention to this? They haven't seen this? Why aren't they saying, hey, this judge is a bad apple. This judge is biased. What are we doing here in my state where I'm an elected representative? We're politically persecuting and in some places prosecuting civil and criminal cases because he's running for president. That's the why aren't they speaking out in defense or speaking out against 
the bias of the judges in the system because they don't care. They really don't care. They're waiting to see what happens. They're, they're sitting on the fence. They're only worried about themselves politically because they're self-serving. They don't care about what voters want. They don't care about what Republicans want. They especially don't care about what MAGA Republicans want because MAGA Republicans don't want them. That's what they're doing. Larry Kudlow's pretty cool. He does. He's got like that Larry King uh, style to him. He has does a radio show on WABC as well. He's um he's all right. He's not a guy that I that I hate, but he's all right. Look, and it doesn't matter. This is ruining the legal establishment of New York. This guy's a clown, and everybody knows it. And then there's this issue. What he's got a a clerk. Uh, a law clerk who's uh, you've got a mile long uh, list of left wing causes she's donated to. Yep. What's up with that? Well, I've been gagged and I'm not permitted to talk <laughs> oh, about. Don't say a word. I'm not permitted. I want to keep you out of jail. It. But I think that says it all. Fuck I'm that. not permitted to sit jail here me. and talk about it. Where I am the legal the spokeswoman order? for the president. He's gagging the president. He gagged he's gagging me you. As well. yeah. He can't gag me because I'm in no, I'm in journalism. You're free to say media. what you want. But really, I mean, it's crazy stuff. So, all right, what happens next? What happens next? Well, this week we're going to finish. They're going to rest their case. We are obviously going to move uh, to completely dismiss this case. There should be a mistrial based on some of the things you mentioned today that I can't talk about. Mm -hmm. There should be a mistrial here. Uh, bias in general, I'll say, there is judicial code of ethics. Those ethics extend to yes. the entire courtroom. And when you violate the rules of judicial ethics, there need to be certain things that hold you accountable. Your license, that's why there is the bar, that's why there are ethics. There needs to be rules uh, regarding people's ability to believe in an impartial system. And I do believe it as an American, it's my mission to bring to light when there isn't that, because not everybody's Donald Trump, not everybody can pay for a team of exactly. 20 lawyers. Exactly. And, and if we don't stop it now, we're gonna be in real deep trouble. I think we already frankly are. Well, I think, as I said before, I think calmer heads have to prevail with respect to the New York legal system, because it looks like a clown show to the rest of the world. Yeah. I also think people, Not whatever your opinions of my former boss, the fact remains, he's the 45th president, he did not have to testify in court, and he did to make a case about the economics and science of real estate. He could have given these guys a lesson. If 100%, he can give anybody a lesson on the science of real estate, because he's literally, a real estate expert. Donald Trump is a real estate expert. He's done it all in real estate. He's done it all. This is literally a, a Stalinist attorney general, a, a Stalinist judge, and they are making a mockery of the legal system as a whole. I'd love to hear what other New York judges are saying about the conduct in the courtroom of the judge and the attorney general. Of course, they'll never say it in public. But, I mean, look. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> judge Angoran, Angoran, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. They, they talk about they're going to, the case is going to rest this week, right? At the end of this week, we all know what the verdict is going to be. It's not going to be a positive verdict for Donald Trump. He's going to find him uh, liable for financial misrepresentation. 
he's a 100% is going to be found guilty in this non-jury trial, which, by the way, the left will try to convince you, even DeSantards, that's how fucked up they are, they like the left, will try to convince you on social media that Alina Haba and Trump's legal team failed to check a box requesting a jury trial, which is not the case here. In this specific statute, there is no jury trial. It's a bench trial. This judge will rule against Donald Trump, and it will go to the appellate court, and it could make its way all the way to the Supreme Court. I don't, I don't see him winning directly in this court case. I don't see a mistrial. I don't see a, a case dismissal unless something this week really rattles in this judge and shows that he's going to go down in history. I think he already is. Go down in history as one of the worst judges in New York who, you know, rules on a motion. He did say that. He did say that he would change Jerry's verdicts based on a motion. I don't know how how this guy could meet any type of code of ethics in a court of law. But here he is. Here he is. He's, he's the guy. And yes, I agree. I think if you looked in the dictionary under the word pedo, this guy's face would be right there. Apparently, he's had some weird instances where he like took half-naked photos and he posted them online with some workout partner or something like that. He's already made up his mind. And it will go to the appeals court and hopefully, hopefully get overturned. This guy's very upset that Donald Trump, you know, sp spoke freely at his trial for the most part. And he had to tell him time, you know, time and time again to only give yes or no answers, to not give speeches, slam the desks, yelled at his attorneys to sit down and shut up. Well, let's hear from more from Alina Haba because actually before that Donald Trump gave some remarks after he testified. So let's hear from him first. Back to them in a moment. Let's watch this. There's Stop. 
They don't care about that. Orange man bad. Numbers, the poll numbers that came out today from the New York Times and CBS. I'm sure the Times was not too happy. But people are sick and tired of what's happening. This is a sad, I think it's a very sad day for America. It is a sad day for America. It's a sad day for America. It's a sad day for the legal system. It's a sad time for America. It's a sad time for the legal system. This really just goes to show that if they want to use the system against you, they will. Really, no matter how much money you have. It, it, you know, endless money, and they are doing whatever they can to destroy this man and his family. And the crazy thing is, there are Republicans, establishment rhinos, that are hoping he is financially destroyed. There was a tweet I saw yesterday or this morning and I went in and I clicked on the Twitter account. And of course, it was DeSantis 2024, where they literally said he deserves to be bankrupt and that they should take the full $250 million worth of assets from Donald Trump, that they want to see the Trump family out in the cold for Christmas. This is from so called conservatives shilling for Ron DeSantis. Some of them even have, have wished death in prison for Donald Trump. They're one and the same, the DeSantis camp and the left. They want to see the demise of Donald Trump. Before we move on, I got one more. I got a little bit more of uh, Alina Haba footage which I'm sure you'll all enjoy. This is actually the little press conference she gave right outside of the courtroom uh, after the, uh, the trial ended for the day. So here you go. Trump's, your, your favorite Trump attorney, Alina Haba. All right, the president's team has stepped up to the microphone. They just walked outside of the courthouse. Let's dip in here and listen. More honest, coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Ms. James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar. Call the company fraudulent. And too pale. And make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Miss James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor. <laughs> and that's why you dropped out. Fact. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where attorneys are gagged, where attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their clients' interests, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone has a right in this country to get up and put a defense. I don't care who you are. 
You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear. I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not going to tolerate it here. And you know what? You shouldn't either. Because not every American citizen gets a camera and a microphone. And what I'm seeing is such a demise of American judicial system and democracy. Miss James came out this morning and said that she knew Mr. Trump, and she always calls him Mr. Trump because it kills her that he was the president. But the 45th president of this country, one of the best presidents we've had, has built a great company. It's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition. And she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her. She calls him a bully. She says he's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him. Before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition, you taunted him. You said, his administration was too male and too pale. Those are her words. She said no, that's that not she race baiting. and Michael Cohen were going to be his biggest nightmare. Where well, I have some news for you, Miss James. Michael <laughs> Cohen folded, lied, and crumbled. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs, need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand, when you let my client speak the truth, and the judge can tell me to sit down, and he can try and shorten my client's testimony, but it is loud and clear. They've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics. She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America. Pay attention. Because when you're in court one of these days and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV and you've got judges gagging them, what are you gonna do? We need to fix this country. And we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. Yes, he did. She picked the wrong person and her politics will fail for it. Are you concerned by the judge's statement that uh, President Trump's longer answers, that he draws negative inferences from so let's be clear about why the judge said that. The judge doesn't like when President Trump explains what actually happened because it's not good for his narrative. This is a judge who clearly has an issue. If you've seen his behavior with me, you've seen his behavior uh, with the president today. He has a clear issue with facts that are not good for the case because he already predetermined, and I want everyone to understand, this is, yes, we do not have a jury. Yes, we do not have a lot of things that we should because they brought it under Section 6312. But this judge decided this case and liability before we walked up those stairs. I didn't have a shot. So right now we're sitting here doing a whole dance and the only thing they want are facts that are bad for Trump. That's why he's silencing him. That's why he's telling him short answers. And that's why he's clearly enraged. His face is red. He's, he came in hot and he doesn't know how to handle him.
Knowing the judge is the one who will decide the penalties, have you urged your client, President Trump, to keep his answers more concise based on the judge's urging? If my client was worried about people's penalties on him, and that's supposed to silence his right to free speech and his right to take a stand and explain, then I wouldn't want to represent him. My client's done nothing wrong. His answer should be full, and if they try and silence him, the record will reflect that and we'll deal with it on appeal. Yes, anything else? Why did the president plead the fifth last year if he was willing to testify today? So everything is done strategically. I can't get into that. Uh, the truth of the matter is, the fifth was done in an EUO, which is a special proceeding. Once they brought the case, we decided it was better to fight the facts. But uh, frankly, I never thought that she would bring the case because once you see what his actual values are, you see that there's no there there. But, you know, she gets a lot of attention from this. You all are sitting out here. She comes out. She calls him a liar. I mean, this is this is third world stuff. You're not allowed to. She. All right. Not only does she, she Letitia James, go out on that microphone and she can say whatever she wants because obviously no one's gagging her. Not only that, but she is also trying the case on social media, which we see time and time again every day when the case ends or whenever she has a bug up, up her ass, she will try the case on social media. It's just the way she operates because she can do it. She's trying to appeal to her base. Realize at some point after this, she's going to want to run for New York governor, whether it's against Kathy Hochul or Kathy Hochul's not running again at some point. Letitia James does not want to be attorney general forever. She's going to run for higher office. And she thinks that if she has this pin in her hat that she got Donald Trump, that she will win. Donald Trump has a lot more support in New York than people lead on to. I see it every day, even in New York City, especially now with them seeing what's happening to him and how he's being treated by the judicial system. Um. Alina Haba is a force to be reckoned with, and uh, I can attest to that. You know, speaking to her in person, and she's she's good at what she does. But they will, of course, try to discredit her. And the biggest thing they can come up with is that she messed up with the jury trial, and she did not. Even the biased judge made that clear that there is no jury for this type of statute, and that's why they did it because they didn't want a jury to hear Donald Trump. They wanted to find the most grimiest, biased, leftist judge with a sick leftist uh, court clerk to manipulate everything in order to throw a judgment against him. And they will. They will. On, on its face, I think he'll win in the long run with appeal, but he's not walking out of this courtroom without a negative judgment from this judge i don't see it happening i would be very very surprised very surprised all right i got a few other things i'm going to move on to but first let's do it the best cigar commercial of all time when he salutes the flag the flag salutes back when he questions the outcome of an election the doj indicts itself when he sneezes people say god bless america cuba Imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. 
There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com, my company, owned by me. Check it out. MyPatriotCigars.com. Use promo code MAGA for 25% off. You get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. The holidays are coming, so get your cigars. I'm sure there are people in your family that like cigars. You can get a gift card. Tell them to use promo code MAGA for 25% off. MyPatriotCigars.com. The best cigars you will ever smoke. I guarantee that. We got some great ones on there, so check it out. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like. Share the link. Leave a comment below where they live forever. I was advised by our great moderator, AP Unfiltered, and sent me the screenshot that we made it to the number one slot in live podcast this morning on Rumble, top page, number one, number one slot in live podcasts because of all of you on Rumble, number one spot. That's pretty fucking amazing, and I appreciate all of you for making that happen. And the way you make that happen is getting people to watch, getting people to come in the live chat, hitting the thumbs up, leaving a comment, sharing the video, and I appreciate it so much. All right, more more to do. Now, this happened a couple days ago, and uh, I was meaning to speak about it yesterday, but we got so tied up in everything, I, I, I couldn't get to it. Now, if this was Republicans, if this was MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters doing this, rest assured, they would all be in shackles in solitary confinement, and it would be probably labeled Insurrection 2.0. Protesters, pro-Palestinian and Hamas protesters. Now, I just want to stop there for a second. I don't care who you support. I don't care what's going on out there. You know what I care? I care that you're not supporting America. If you're so entrenched on what's happening in the Middle East, other than why our military is there when they shouldn't be and why our money is going there and it shouldn't be. Same with Ukraine. That's my problem. I'm America first. I don't care what's happening there. I do care, however, what's happening here with the sick protests that are going on, that they're allowed to protest. They are allowed to protest. But why are they allowed to do this at the White House? Scaling White House fence, Secret Service fighting them back. If they were Republicans, they'd probably be ordered to shoot them in the face like they did to Ashley Babbitt, like the Capitol Police did to Ashley Babbitt. Protesters screaming, Allah Akbar. I like what Salty says, Aloha Snack Bar. That's hilarious. Aloha Snack Bar. I love, I fucking love that. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian and Hamas protesters gathered outside the White House over the weekend attempting to force the gates open. They were shaking the gate, trying to force the gates open. A January 6th, got 17 years for shaking the gate at the Capitol. Who never went inside was shaking the gate at the Capitol, got 17 years. Joey Biggs chanting Allah Akbar 
which means Allah is greater than your guard, uh, God in uh, Arabic. Footage from Washington, D.C. on Saturday reveals protesters wearing uh, kifas, whatever the fuck they are, the Palestinian scarves, the, the goat fucker garb. I don't give a shit. Call me what you want. I'm fucking American, and I'm America first. I'm tired of all these these scumbags and climbing on the gates in front of the home of the U.S. president. I don't care who the U.S. president is sitting in the White House at the time. I care that this is fucking happening at the White House where the American president resides and works. This is a fucking problem. Just like when Black Lives Matter was setting fires in the in the park right outside the White House and they had to lock down the White House, nothing happened to them. D.C. police, nothing happened to them. In front of the home of the U.S. president, the White House, waving Palestinian flags and screaming things such as, you stand with genocide and fucking cowards. You can say and scream all you want, but the moment you start scaling the fence or attempting to enter the White House grounds, they should have all been fucking shot. Anyone who's scaling the fence, don't push them off, shoot them off. I'm pretty sure that would be seen as Legit, you're trying to infiltrate where the president of the United States resides and works. Shoot him off the fence. The protest drew tens of thousands of people from across the United States to the country's capital, with many demanding the Biden government institute a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas under the threat of not voting for the Democrat Party in the 2024 presidential election. They're just not going to vote. Don't get excited thinking they're going to vote Republican because they're not just not going to vote. Others were seen holding signs reading, re- reading, Biden betrayed us. I don't care. The biggest thing is the double standard hypocrisy of the vandalism, which happened. They were spray painting and red and, and putting red handprints all over the, the brick of the White House entrance gate, which is still there, by the way. As of yesterday, it was still there. Their message is no ceasefire, no votes. All right, great. No votes in Michigan, no votes in Arizona, no votes in Georgia, no votes in Nevada, no votes in Wisconsin, no votes in Pennsylvania, said some goat fucker who's the national director of the goat fucking council of America, Islamic relations, whatever. You know, the religion of peace. (laughs) Jerk me off. Which was an unindicted co-conspirator to the 2017 trial of the Holy Land Foundation for Relief and Development, whatever that is, don't care. The fact is, the fact is that they're doing this at the White House gate. This is what they're doing at the White House gate. Attempting to force the gate open. Now, what would happen if that was uh, MAGA Republicans doing that? First of all, I would hope that no MAGA Republicans would ever do this or any Republican or any real American would do this at the gates of the White House. But, you know, people are people. What would happen if those people were waving Trump flags with MAGA hats? They'd all be arrested, possibly some shot. What would have happened if they got that gate opened? What would have happened if they got that gate open? How far would they have gotten? They said tens of thousands of people were at this rally. All you have to do is shoot one in the face. They'll disperse. These people will disperse. 
Well, you know, you, you take a couple out, they get on the White House lawn, you have a big bonfire of goat fuckers in the Rose Garden, and you call it a day. This is what happens when you infiltrate the White House. I mean, people getting sentenced to 17 years for doing this exact thing at the Capitol. With barricades and gates. Climbing gates. That's literally the spot where all the media does their morning spots outside the White House. What happened if those gates opened and they got up that driveway? What do they do? The two snipers on the roof going to start taking them out? What are they going to do? If they were, you were absolutely right, wearing MAGA hats, they'd be arrested and treated so differently. So we allow this, though. We allow this. And again, again, I want to, those who, who even maybe have carried on about January 6th, elected officials down the street at the Capitol, how many of them are speaking about this and saying, well, the two-tiered justice system, it's hypocritical. They wanted violence here. They attempted to break into the White House property. I mean, there, there's, no, there's no way around it. And what's crazy is the D.C. police says no major incidents reported. Tens of thousands of people and some of them trying to break into the White House, but no major incidents reported. Had one of these people been killed by Secret Service or fed, whoever might have been there, Federal Park Police, because they're in the area also, if one of these... Palestinian goat fucker supporters would have gotten shot by law enforcement, it would be an all-out riot. And they would say it was not a legitimate shoot. They want to hold the law enforcement officer that did it accountable. That's what would happen if one of these people got shot. Who paid for the flags? Yeah, good question. Who paid for the flags? Who paid to make the signs made? Was it George Soros-backed organizations? They just opened the doors most likely, probably have Trump-supporting mannequins waiting to be framed. But what if they got in? Would we find 30 Palestinian supporters, Hamas supporters dead on the front lawn of the White House. Would they consider this a terrorist act at that point? If that happened, if those gates opened, would it be considered a domestic terrorist incident? You hear every once in a while, somebody gets into the White House, they climb the fence, they're infiltrated, sometimes they're, they're apprehended, sometimes they're just shot dead, which is applicable and acceptable in that certain scenario, it's the White House. That's not open to the public. That's not the people's house. That's the White House. It's where the leader of the free world lives and works. No major incidents reported, D.C. police, after pro-Hamas mob attacks White House gates, defaces statues, damages police vehicles, and some conservatives do respond about it. Oh, that's great. At least some, some responded about it. 
So when do the pre- here's a great question, the Gateway Pundit. When do the pre-dawn FBI raids begin on the pro-Hamas insurrectionists? All of these people that are identified in these photos and videos, facial recognition, cell phones, everything else, when are they going to use the geo-tracking data that was used in 2000 mules that they said was inaccurate for that, but was accurate while they were hunting January 6th defendants all over the country? Again, like the Nazis were hunting Jews in Poland. When are they going to do pre-dawn FBI raids on all of these fucks? all these people that attempted to break into the White House and to see what their intentions were and to see what they have on their computers and to see what kind of firearms they might own and what their intentions are and interrogate them for hours on end to figure out why were you there? Why were you trying to break into the White House? What was your next step? And who were you associated and connected with? When is that going to happen? The D.C. Police Department Saturday night defended the mob of pro-violent, of violent pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rioters who attacked the White House gates to face statues and rushed Secret Service agents. Several minor incidents, included, including property damage, were reported during the First Amendment activity. The First Amendment activity, it could have been a First Amendment activity, but the moment they started scaling the fence and defacing the White House... First Amendment activity suspends. Now it's criminal mischief. It's criminal trespass. It's domestic terrorism. Hate crimes, maybe, depending on what was defaced and how it was defaced. But on Saturday, November 4th, at approximately 2 p.m., protesters gathered in the area of Freedom Plaza to exercise their First Amendment right to protest. Fine. The group obtained a permit in advance and cooperated with the Metropolitan Police Department's Special Operations Division, which worked to ensure the safety of the protesters as well as the residents of the district, they said. Okay. During the event, several minor incidents of property damage and vandalism were reported to police. One adult male was arrested for destruction of property in the 700 block of 17th Street Northwest. In addition, MPD is currently investigating acts of vandalism that damaged the McPherson Square Metro Station and several police vehicles. <sighs> the Metropolitan Police Department handles hundreds of protest demonstrations and other events every year, and we support and facilitate people safely and peacefully exercising their First Amendment right to protest. That's what the acting chief of police said. But, yeah, an enthusiastic fuck Joe Biden chant at the White House. They, I mean, this is one video. All right. That's cool. I like it. They can't even be original. The fuck Joe Biden. (laughs) They can't can't be original. So, again, you have here. They're scaling the fence. They, they were shaking the gate. Oh, here, here we go. This is okay. U.S. monuments in D.C. vandalized. Again, this, this, is, this is okay. There you go. There you go. Free Palestine, right? This is all okay. 
imagine we went there and just put Trump flags and MAGA hats all over it. All these statues. Why, why we would do that is beyond me. But it would not be treated the same. It would not be treated the same. Minor incidents, and you have, hold on. Oh, yeah, and here you go. For context, and this is from Eric Matheny, who's great. You should be following him on Twitter. Um, Eric Matheny, he is a, uh attorney. He has a show, and he really puts on some great stuff. But for context, Joe Biggs, you don't know who he is. Look him up. He's a J6er. He got 17 years in prison for shaking a fence outside the Capitol on January 6th. But again, this is okay. Trying to break the gates open. Fucking cowards! This is all okay. The double standard. Yeah, it, it's a it's fe, it's federal property. It's federal property. Federal property, but it's okay when they do it. It's okay when Black Lives Matter does it, and it's okay that they do this here. Two days, two days after the pro Hamas riot, the White House entrance still smeared with blood red paint. This this is okay. Two days after a mob of pro-Hamas rioters tried to storm the White House, the blood-red paint they smeared on the entrance gates to accuse Biden of genocide for supporting Israel's defense attack on Hamas. Control Gaza is still there. According to photos and videos posted by reporters Monday morning, statues in Lafayette Square directly across from the White House are also still covered in pro-Hamas graffiti. The damage is similar to what the BLM rioters did when they tried to storm the White House in late May, early June of 2020, after the death of George Floyd. That was okay, too. Nobody got shot. Nobody got arrested while he was, George Floyd was being uh, detained by police and, you know, then died of an overdose, the patron saint of fentanyl. ABC News reporter Mary Bruce posted photos of the entrances calling the genocidal anti-Semitic riot passionate protests. It was that was that like fiery but mostly peaceful back in the summer of love. The White House gates this morning after passionate protests over the weekend. They were so passionate trying to break into that White House gate. Imagine if enough force was pressed upon it from those people. Maybe some people had rational thinking saying, that ain't a good idea. That gate's open. People are going to die. I'm sure there were rational thinking people there that just wanted to exercise their First Amendment right. Okay, I'm with that. This is America. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you're there in clan hoods. I don't care if you're there in, in Black Panther garb. As long as you're not causing violence, as long as you're not causing destruction, you're not rioting in the streets, you're not assaulting people, you're not harassing people, and you're there to peacefully protest, I'm okay. Yes, it is a fucking clown world. <laughs> clown world. But these were just passionate protests, people. It's okay. Here, look, the White House gaze, gate. And here, here is this moron ABC News reporter, Mary Bruce. This is where bullying and shaming has to be made great again. These people need to be put on fucking notice. 
That's passionate protest over the weekend is destruction and trying to break into the White House. Would you call January 6th a passionate protest or an insurrection, you stupid cunt? Because I, I, I can almost guarantee you what she would call it. And if you're new to the show, yeah, I happen to drop the cunt bomb every once in a while because I can. Rumble's okay with it. And if you're here and you haven't hit the thumbs up on the video yet, you're a fed. Don't be a fed. Hit the thumbs up and leave a comment. Tell me where you're from. Get in the chat and let us know. We have a great community here. We want to keep building it. And reminder, it's election day. So go out and vote. Vote red or the babies are dead. Vote red or the babies are dead. Fentanyl Floyd is doing good things sober in these past years. <laughs> How many days is George Floyd sober? Oh, oh, that's horrible to say. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's clown world. Oh, here you go. Okay, so this is on, on the 6th, a little later. James Rosen, uh, Newsmax reporter. Workers from the National Park Service used pressure washers this morning to try to remove the blood and graffiti, the red paint blood. Maybe it was real goat blood. With which protesters vandalized pillars of the White House Northwest Gate and the Secret Service guard post on Saturday. No arrests were made. On Sunday, video was posted by Armstrong Williams of an outraged American citizen in Lafayette Square showing a Palestinian flag still hung on a statue in the park. The Biden administration allowed the Palestinian flag to desecrate the statue overnight Saturday and well into Sunday. I am so outraged. You know... Look at the flag. Law enforcement has the trash people out here picking up over 7,000 pieces of trash where the White House gates have been vandalized. The streets are strewn with trash. But the biggest insult is here in Lafayette Park with General Lafayette, the Palestinian flag was raised and it still remains. And they have this free Palestinian graffiti. They have it here. Um, the General Lafayette and his compatriots Free Palestine, they have raised the Palestinian flag on the grounds of the White House at Lafayette Park and walk around with me. Look at this. I have I've never been so outraged. They've raised the Palestinian flag and more graffiti. More graffiti. Look at this. That's okay. Free Palestine. You see this? Free Palestine. And look at this sign. Look at this sign. Take Decolonized Palestine. Decolonize the United That's States. That's what they want. Workers were a party. It is unreal. It is unreal. I hate it to even touch it. This is what we've become. How can we allow this? How, how can the law enforcement watch for somebody to raise the Palestinian flag on the ground of the people's house and we got to pay for this cleanup? I'm Armstrong Williams and this is just outrageous. Armstrong Williams, everybody. I wonder who that guy is. Guy ain't notable at all. Armstrong Williams. Oh, he's got a he's got a Twitter page. Let's see who he is. Let's see who he is. He's got seventeen point six thousand. Okay, political analyst, conservative entrepreneur, and TV host of the Armstrong Williams Show. Never heard of him before. I'm gonna give him a follow. There you go. I just followed you, Armstrong. We'll check you out. We'll see if you keep that follow. Anyway, fact. Why? Are we allowing Palestinian flags, any country's flag, to be flown on American monuments other than an American flag, which they don't fly there normally? 
Why is that allowed? Why are people allowed to hang on these monuments? Why are people allowed to graffiti them? Imagine if we put, a, again, that Palestinian flag with a Trump 2024 flag and somebody spray painted MAGA forever on that. They would be combing surveillance cameras from every surrounding building to try to identify a face who did that and use geo-tracking to track you and then send the FBI and their Bearcats to your home to pull you out of your home at gunpoint and stick guns in your child's face. That is a fact that would happen. Should I'd love to test that. I just don't want Bearcats on my front lawn. We're not stupid. We know that's what would happen. They would do anything they could to make an example out of somebody who supports Donald Trump. If that happened. You know what I'm curious about? I'm really wondering if, if I don't know if it's happened. Has any literal Trump supporting organization or something with the word MAGA in it, has they, have they tried to apply for an a, a, a assembly permit or whatever they call it in the D.C. area to protest or to just have a pro-MAGA, pro-Trump rally protest in front of the White House or wherever, wherever the, the closest area is to it? Has anybody applied for a permit for that? And if so... Were they granted or denied? I'm curious. This is the shit that happens in our country now. We live in clown world. And they love it. They love their crime. They hate anything that has to do with the Constitution and the people that want to follow it, want to support it. They want to burn the Constitution in a public square. They want to go in and get the original copy of the Constitution and burn it in front of us. Things are so wacky. I wasn't even going to cover this, but I'm like, you know what? It, it's so hot and, it, and it's, getting, it's getting weirder. How long have we been waiting for that trans manifesto from that Nashville school shooting. What is it? Six months now where everyone else who had a manifesto or had a note or had a notebook, whatever the fuck you want to call it, a journal was released and available immediately. But the Nashville trans shooter manifesto was hidden. You know, they've had it. They know it's real with what's happening in the last 24 hours, 36 hours. So the Nashville Trans Shooters Manifesto is revealed, okay? But it gets crazier than this. Steven Crowder, ladder with Crowder, with his new investigative team he's got, whatever it was, apparently was able to get three photographs of the manifesto that said some pretty crazy things. Now, you could turn around and say, well, how do we know that that's real? How do we know it's not fake? And of course, those are valid questions. Why are they trying to suppress it so much? Why are they censoring it? Why is the Nashville mayor launching an investigation on who leaked it? Hmm. It's quite interesting. Audrey Hale. Well, the American dream is gone. Every, f 
Every fucker forgot the reason, the real reason why we are the dream. People forget how great this country is and the liberties that we have, that if they're taken away one by one, we will never get back. We are the great experiment. We're the only, only experiment of its kind. And we could lose it like that if we allow it. And there are so many people here that are willing to give it up. There are so many people in this country that hate America the way it is and literally want to decolonize it. It's wild when you just think back of history and how it was all done. History always finds a way to repeat itself in one form or another. There's also a phone somewhere. I think she made a video recording of some kind on her phone so that the phone's out there somewhere. Of the shooter? Yeah, Audrey Hale, the transgender. The transgender adult responsible for killing six people at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee earlier this year was motivated by anti-white hatred, according to leaked photographs of the manifesto. Now, I don't remember. Was this a biological man trying to be a biological woman or trying to be a trans woman? Was this a biological woman trying to beat a man? I honestly don't even friggin' remember. How did we get so far gone? I don't know. Audrey's manifesto publicly shown by conservative commentator Stephen Crowder on Monday is littered with various racial slurs and expletives towards the people he intended or she intended, it attended, I'm going to say it, intended to kill on March 27th, including kill those kids and bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. The document also reveals a pathological hatred towards richer children with Hale attacking those children going to private school with those fancy khakis plus sports backpacks with their daddies, Mustangs. I think it was a bio woman trying to be a trans man. I'm just, I'm going to call it it. It also made clear its plan described as death day was to ensure it has a high death count and explained how it was ready to die on the morning of the shooting. Notably, Hale mentioned several times in which it could have been caught planning the mass shooting, especially back in the summer of 2021, though there is nothing in the public domain that explains what happened during that time period. Stephen Crowder only managed to obtain a small sample of the document as a result of the public authorities' apparent reluctance to release the information into the public domain. Why? Why don't they want them leaked? And they're on Twitter. People have taken the photos and put them out on Twitter. You can check them out and read them. I'm not going to sit and, and, and read them here. You get, the, you get the, the point. I mean, it's just a lot of cursing and white people and khakis and backpacks and just death day and all this crazy shit. You know, it's... When the American experiment is done, humans will never again have the freedoms we lost. 100%. And that's why it's so important to fight to preserve our great American republic and protect it at all costs. That's why we have the Constitution. That's why we have the Second Amendment. That's why we have the First Amendment. And that's why we have the power to change the face of policy by changing the people in play. 
even with the rigging and stealing, more people have to get involved. That's the problem. When are more people going to wake up and realize that if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem and the solution being shunning and shaming all of these commies that hate America, that hate the liberties that we have. It is so important. These American pe- the, these, the uh, American youth being poisoned by universities, by public schools, by every institution out there that the progressive left has their anchors and hooks into, whether it's financial institutions that don't want to bank with certain people because of their religious or political ideologies. It's, it's really the information war, the societal war, the I, I, war of ideologies are, are, are off the charts. And people, listen, all of these little wannabe commies and socialists running around in their laptops and Nike Air Jordans and Starbucks coffees are in for a rude fucking awakening when they have to stand on the same bread line as the MAGA hat wearing Republican looking at them saying, told you so. Like, they think they're immune. They think they're going to be part of the ruling class, these little pansy-ass, piece-of-shit, purple-head liberals sitting in Starbucks on their laptop. They think they're going to dominate and be part of the elite. No, you're not. Why? Because your school loans got wiped away? You think you're going to be somebody? You're not going to be anybody. You're going to be the same piece of shit I'm going to be unless you're someone with Soros money. Those are the only people that are going to matter. They don't realize it. And here we go. Just... It's it's wild how this happens with this Nashville trans shooters. And listen, I'll I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm not a fan of Steven Crowder. I don't like his narcissism. I don't like his attitude. Uh, I used to like his show a lot more um, in the past than I do now. I do watch it from time to time. I don't really think it's it's funny anymore. Whatever. Here's what it is. I'm happy he did this. I'm very happy he did this. I give him the the respect and credit it's due. This needed to happen, and it needed to be exposed to show just what he did, that they were so willing to hide it and stop it. Literally, the Nashville mayor launching an investigation on how this leaked because they want to hold that person accountable. Why do we want to hide this from the public? I can't imagine what more information is in this thing. They, we only got to see three pages. How many pages is it? And they're already trying to censor this. They are censoring this. Facebook already censoring Nashville shooters' alleged manifesto for violating community standards. How are we violating community standards here? By showing what this person, well, it's, what is it, unverified? We, we can't verify if it's real? You wouldn't be censoring it if it wasn't real. 
you wouldn't be the Nashville mayor. Authorities would not be launching investigations into who leaked this if it was fake. I mean, and no, it did not take long. It happened almost immediately that they started violating it. After Steven Crowder, after they, uh, that they started um, censoring it because it violates community standards. After Steven Crowder shared portions of the alleged manifesto of Nashville shooter Roger Hale on various forms of social media, Facebook responded by censoring the content. Oh, I think all across Meta, so I think that includes Instagram. Powerful forces on the left, obviously, do not want the public to see the information. The FBI <clears throat> doesn't want this seen. They have all of this. That's another thing is the... Has, has Steven Crowder got visited, visited by the FBI yet or Nashville authorities contacted him and asked him where he got it from? He's a journalist. He doesn't have to give up his sources. But don't be surprised if they go after him somehow in, in having this information, just like they did with James O'Keefe with the Ashley uh, – yeah, James O'Keefe with the Ashley Biden diary. If that, Ashley Bi- if that Ashley Biden diary wasn't real, FBI would not be knocking down – journalist doors looking for it that's a fact that's a fact powerful forces on the left powerful forces in just government they don't want this manifesto leaked portions of writings uh, you know penned by this shooter Audrey Hale the mass shooter who killed six people Again, were obtained by Steven Crowder. Crowder shared the details. The Tranifesto, is that what we're calling it? There you go. See Crowder's tweet below. He posts this from Facebook. Face, this was at November, this was yesterday at 11.26 a.m., just shortly after he posted it. Your post may go against our community standards on violence and incitement. Your post looks similar to content that we've remo- re- removed for going against our community standards, you can delete it now to avoid potential account restrictions. So have fun reading. I advise it's not good. Censored. And Google. Google is censoring it as well. You put in Nashville manifesto leak. It looks like the results below are changing quickly. You cannot access it through Google as well. Representative Margie Taylor Greene, I agree with her. Every shooter's manifesto should be public, just like the January 6th tapes. There's absolutely no reason to hide this, unless, of course, our government wants to hide the fact that these shooters are on SSRIs and are usually brainwashed by leftist propaganda, case in point, or are federal assets, or have had been on the radar and had contact with federal law enforcement or state law enforcement in the past. You know, the FBI loves to create what appears to be a crime so that they can catch a criminal. That's a fact in every sense of the word. Do the people who are trying to block this information realize that they're only making the public more determined to see it? And that's a fact. You're going to keep censoring. People are going to keep digging. And there are, there are, are people out there that will not stop digging and that are very good at digging and may find things that they, that they don't want them to find. So it would be best to just release it, all of it, unredacted. 
medications, pump everybody with medication, pump everybody with medication, let them all get crazy, let them hear voices in their head, let them start shooting up schools and churches. That's what they do. That's what they want to do. It makes for good stories. It also makes for pushing good narratives like banning guns. Let's take the guns. It's the guns. It's not the tranny that feels wants to dress up as the opposite sex, write in a journal and go shoot up people because of the drugs that they're being put on and the voices that they're hearing and the people that may be influencing them. No, no, that's not the problem at all. That's not the problem. <clears throat> let's not worry about that. Instead, let's worry about the guns. Let's not worry about the open border. That's actually a couple more things to get through that are important that I was going to get through. Again, no time constraints today, so we're going to keep going for a little bit. And this is important too because it's, it's, it's happening. And it's the Democrats' intentional destruction of America that has been happening. And we're not strangers to it. We're not strangers to this. The Biden regime's intentional destruction of America. And everybody's complicit. Unfortunately, we're all complicit because we're paying for it, especially down at the border. They're complicit with the cartels. They're complicit with communist China. They're complicit with all of these corrupt regimes and organizations. They're all working together. They'll deny it. But it's true. And it is apocalyptic. Joe Biden's intentional destruction of America. Cartels are cutting holes through the, the border wall. Hundreds of illegals from Africa and Syria are rushing in. Not Mexicans, not anyone like that. Africans and Syrians. Terrorist cells. I'm here. We're now witnessing Joe Biden's, the Democrats, and some rhinos, establishment, uniparty, pieces of shit, the intentional destruction of America on a daily basis. No country in history can survive with open borders and the annual invasion of millions of unknown, undocumented aliens invading their country. This is all part of the plan to destroy us from within, to overpopulate us, to outpopulate American-born citizens. The Great Replacement Theory, which is happening. Jeff Rainforth is covering the uh, apocalyptic destruction of our country in real time. Just, Jeff has been reporting from the border for weeks now. In a recent report on the absolute chaos at the border, Jeff filmed hundreds of illegals from Africa and Syria storming the border through a hole made in the wall by cartels. Jeff reported on the cartels cutting holes in the border wall and Border Patrol attempting to patch the holes as they are detected because there are not enough Border Patrol agents and resources to detect this within miles of wall, because most of the time the Border Patrol is tied up doing processing and playing bellhop with illegal aliens' luggage in the back of their trucks. Oh, hello, Pepperoni. I love that name. If you're new, welcome. Hit the like. Hit, this, hit the follow. Hit the thumbs up. Share it everywhere. I appreciate it. Jeff reported in a recent video, cartel members cut the huge border wall fence in Lukeville, Arizona. Border Patrol spotted it fast and began repairs. Hundreds of illegal aliens from around the world were able to rush in. Though a few days prior, there was a shootout between cartel members who were cutting the wall and Mexican police. Three cartel members were killed in the same area, according to reports here. Well, thanks. We appreciate that. 
I'm out camping in the field, reporting on the crisis and studying ways that citizens can help stem the tide. This could be laying a concert. Uh, this could be laying concertina wire to electric sensors along walls, aerial audio messaging, and cross-border psyops. Like literally, citizens are out there looking for people crossing the border. A thousand Africans and Hindus stormed the border after the wall was cut by the cartels in three places near Lukeville, Arizona. Now, here's one YouTube video. Okay, this is after they cut the wall. This is who came out. So, you got... For a cut hole in the wall. Welding torches cutting it. Undetected. Just from where I was. I can't see spit out here. Border Patrol went racing out here. Just three of them. Bam! They were hauling ass. Found one of them. Oh. Now the Border Patrol is trying to repair the holes. Hey, guys. So this is uh, cartel guys um, cut the border wall here. For the shooting up. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, just cut the wall, and they all just start pouring in, cutting the border wall because we don't have enough people to patrol it. Cartel guys cut the right. Look at that. So now the border patrol will be busy playing welder. Welder Wally over here is uh he's welding it shut right now i got a heavily armed uh border patrol agent right over here with uh, automatic weapon the cartel people are over here all the time he's here for the next worker this guy is right here and this uh, the worker a border patrol uh, agent welding welding it shut the cartel guys come out here and uh uh cut these border walls literally these the border it gives protecting the border they cut them a new meaning through and this apparently was just happening uh i was chasing three border patrol agents who just raced out here about five six miles away at a different uh, processing center and the tent center that i just went live from furthest I've been out in this area. Uh, they, they said it's very dangerous out here. They said they don't want to be worried about me. Um, and I said, no, don't worry about this guy. They're protecting this guy so he can do his job. So guys. Yeah, they are. Syrians, Africans. Look at this guy in the Italia sweatshirt where are they get all these new clothes from what ngos are clothing them and who's financing these ngos getting them all these fancy clothes and then sending them ex- they know exactly where they're yeah, supposed so to go look at them over. fighting age men military age men for losing our country border walls right there invasion our border patrol agents are playing fucking welding class and there's not enough of them We got more over here. Children. Oh, there's one woman. This guy's waving like, hey, I'm here, bitches. Look at all these kids. Some women there. What's going to happen to those kids? Is that really their parents? I 
And also the real question is, you see the guys with the turbans on that say that they're Hindus or Sikhs, whatever they might be? Are they really? Or are they operatives that are really Hispanic that that know the mannerisms? Like, are, are they trying to be Good just energy. Hindus? Because they're doing it reverse, too. Yes. Syrians coming here saying they're Hispanic. It's okay. Border Patrol, come here. Me, photographer. Yeah. Okay. So this is after they did cutting the New York City overrun. Uh, you can see there's a lot of people here. Several hundred. As I was out there doing the uh, filming at where they were. Uh, Welding the wall back. Yeah, where did the tents come from? There were NGOs. Um, several hundred that had got through, and that that's a good question. Where did the tents come? The, the pop-up tents come uh, from? So now border patrol is actually up above the hill, and they are processing a bunch of other people right now. Processing and welding, not enforcing, not sending uh, back. Ahead. Processing, welding, playing bellhop with the luggage. Uh, so you got, Changing uh, diapers, uh, handing out Capri Suns and, and meals. Senegal? <clears throat> Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. Okay. No, many, many Senegal come. Yeah. Okay. Senegal, India. All military age men. And so we got some Senegal, women, we got some kids. India, Punjabi. Some uh, highly susceptible to trafficking, assault, rape. We got some people over here horror stories hearing about these little girls and boys getting raped on the walk here on the yeah, travel to the so to the border just got back some of which that have been oh so God, damaged that they actually cut the border wall nine years old they have to wear diapers because they're so damaged from being raped all, like, rushing me and i'm the only one on the border like border patrols out with their special uh guys uh welding welding border fence back together while hundreds of people are going through, like racing through, and there's not enough border patrol out here. Uh, just they don't. Someone I told me that they would the cut the wall. The cartels it's would cut the wall down. in multiple spots, like and then only have them use right one now, spot right because the border here. patrol would be busy like, fixing another spot. That way, a couple miles out. Just like what they were doing yeah, with the border openings with the kids. It came up last send the kids to the actual right border entrance. Up, start rushing at me, and then send everything else. Like thinking I'm because they'll be busy processing. Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, some of them are getting aggressive. And, like, it's not safe. Holy crap. Um, so this is, like, insane night. Insane night. Our taxpayer dollars at work. We're paying for all of this. We finance child trafficking. We finance drug trafficking. Wild, right? Wild. And there's another. Whoop. I mean, they're trying to get donations to help with gas supplies emergency. Imagine all this. But it's all a plan. It's all a plan. The <laughs> intentional destruction of America really is depressing, right? 
It really, really is. And it's it's leading to the Democrat-caused national suicide. That's where we're at. Democrat, progressive, Biden regime caused, uniparty caused. There are Republicans that are, that are blamed to this as well. The national suicide of our country. Because the national suicide, the grand scheme of things, again, is to outpopulate us, to overpopulate, to make things so financially hard for young couples that they don't even want to have kids. I can't tell you how many um, people that I know, young, 30s, late 20s, getting married, no intentions of having children because they want to have the double income and live their life. They're a company, I think Public Square is a company that will, has an incentive of, uh, if people want to have babies, they'll pay you $5,000. Even Donald Trump talks about the baby bonus that he would like to implement as president, where you will get tax credits and rewarded for having children because we need it. Because statistically, we're down in population and American-born citizens need to start having kids. Could you imagine saying that? Like, the an, an apocalyptic occurrence happens and there's one man and one woman left and they look at each other, they've never met each other and said, wow, it's up to us to start populating again. It's like, when you talk about it, you think about that. We need American-born citizens to start having kids, a lot of them. Because the Democrats, they want to overpopulate the whole great reset theory, the whole great replacement theory, rather. They want to get us out, get them in, get them asylum, get them working papers, get them driver's license, get them voting cards for at least local elections to then, guess what? They're voting for president. They're voting for Congress. And it is the national suicide of America. We're killing ourselves because we're allowing it to happen. It actually should be calling the national homicide because the Democrats and the uniparty members and those not doing a thing to stop it are complicit in killing this country. Maybe it should be called the national homicide. Inside the Democrats plan to allow non-citizens to vote. Listen, the moment Joe Biden opened up the border and signed the executive order, canceling all of the Trump border policies, I said, this will be the largest Democrat voting drive, voting registration drive in American history. That is in their heads. Get them in, get them working, get them voting Democrat. Tammany Hall, get them a voting Democrat. Drag them to the polls when the time comes. New York almost did it. New York was going to allow over 800,000 illegals to vote in local elections until a New York state appellate judge says, no, 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 no. This ain't happening. Thank God. Thank God. Over 800,000 illegals were going to vote in New York City elections. New York City. Imagine. We are below repopulation rates big time. We got to populate. At least vote today. Yep, so the commies can see what they're up against. Make sure you get out and vote today. Make sure you have a plan to vote. Please bring five people with you. Bring 10 people with you. Bring two people with you. Give people rides. Vote red or the babies are dead. Please do your part. Wherever you are in this country to vote, please vote against every progressive candidate, every progressive policy you possibly can where you are. Vote. Get out and vote. Take off early. Miss lunch. 
take an hour's pay and throw it in the fucking garbage to go save your community and vote. You can afford it. For voting, you can afford it. Because this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. The Democrats plan to allow non-citizens to vote. And then you'll be kicking yourself in the ass saying, maybe I should have voted. But you're not only just one vote. You're part of a conglomerate of voters that are trying to save this fucking country. That's a fact. It's a fact. As the border has been overrun with illegal immigrants in recent years, many people on the right have suggested that the goal of Democrats is to eventually turn these people into Democrat voters. It's not a suggestion. It's a fact. That is the goal. Why would they be doing it? Why would they be doing it? Easier to cheat? We have so many other identities to use. I appreciate Pepperoni. We're here every Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern. Always live on Rumble. On Tuesday nights and Friday nights, we're live 8.30 p.m. Eastern, myself and James Curry. I don't know if we're doing a show tonight. I have to check with my co-host. Um, it's got some, uh, some stuff happening. Not bad stuff, but I have to find out if we're going to be doing a show tonight. I don't know yet. But typically every Tuesday we do We The People Radio and every Friday, Freedom Friday, where we do memes of the week. I have to find out what's going on though. But I'm always here Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern on Rumble. The report below suggests that this is not a long-term plan for years from now, but right now. But I do say this. They want, they will play the long game because they'll get them all in, let them fester, and then figure it out from there, locally, state level, and then eventually when they can, federal level. Don't sit there and say it's never going to happen. I used to do that. I did. I would say, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to have to show a vaccine card to get a stake in New York City. Guess what? It happened. Not happening now, but it happened for a short time. It, it happens. Democrats in various American cities are setting up these invaders to vote as soon as possible. It's a fact. Work permits which they're all working hard to hand out as quickly as possible. You get them working, you get them driver's licenses, you get them whatever they can minimally to be able to vote. That's what they want. That is the end game. The non-citizen voting scam. Democrats are pushing to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections in New York City, Boston, and other municipalities, and statewide in Connecticut. They almost got it through in New York City. They almost got it through, thank God again, to an appellate judge. The number of migrants pouring across the southern border was hit, has hit a record high, according to data released on October 21st. Illegal immigrant crossings soared 21% over the previous month. On a yearly basis, the figure hit 2.48 million. <clears throat> Democrats may feign shock and distress, but don't be fooled. Democrats see these newcomers as their guaranteed guarantee of a permanent voting majority in local elections so they can keep power, so they can go after attorney general spots, so they can go after mayor spots, they can go after governor spots, they can go after district attorney spots, secretary of, of state spots to who run the elections in states. That's what they want. Start out small, local, get them in, get them working, driving, get them whatever they, get them bank accounts, get them identities, get them voting so they can keep power, they can keep control, and they can make us all obsolete, get rid of us all. 
you're a Trump supporter, you're, you're a Republican, you're a MAGA hat wearing Trump supporter, they want to annihilate you. And the, the only way they can do that is complete control. And the only way they can get complete control is by lying, cheating, and using illegal aliens. It's a fact. New York Mayor Eric Adams' rhetoric is typical. He warns that the overwhelming number of migrants arriving currently, 16,000 to 17,000 a month, will destroy New York City, but he's also leading the legal effort to turn migrants into voters. Mr. Adams and other New York Democrats pushed President Joe Biden to expedite work authorizations for them. They said it, it's about making migrants self-sufficient. Maybe, but Democrats have another powerful motive. If you read the fine print in New York City's Our City, Our Vote law enacted in December of 2021, it says that anyone with a work authorization who has been in the city for a mere 30 days can vote, even if they entered the country illegally. They tried this. New York judge turned it down, but they'll try it again, and they'll try it again, and they'll try it again until they get the right set of judges that allow it to happen. If Democrats are allowed to get away with this, they will fundamentally transform the United States forever. They will it won't be the United States anymore. They will destroy it. They will destroy it. And 100% the country that we grew up in will cease to exist. This isn't, it's not hyperbole. I can't do a Joe Biden accent. This is fucking real stuff, man. This is real shit, people. Democrats want to change the way people vote in this country. They want illegals to vote. They want control. They want Republicans to never, ever win an election again. They want to be the ruling party, the controlling party, and they want to make us suffer. Don't just think if this just happened overnight, you're just going to not be affected by it. Everyone's going to be affected by it. The Constitution, as it stands, if they have total control, will cease to exist. They will do whatever they want. And they will have the power to do it. They will control every institution, every law enforcement agency, every intelligence agency that they pretty much almost always do, but it'll be on a larger scale. They will defund local police. They will then enact federal policing, maybe a one police state, almost military-like. And you will not be able to say what you want to say. Shows like this won't exist. Platforms like Rumble won't exist. State-run media, which is almost like that now. And I'm not, it's not tinfoil hat time, people. It's holy shit, they want to destroy our America time. We have to fucking do something about it. And that means times like today is you have to go and vote. No, the Democrats aren't going to be able to control 6 million illegals. There's more than 6 million here. There's over, from my Border Patrol sources, there's over 10 million here. They're never going to report the real numbers and they keep coming. They're going to keep coming. And if you think they can't pull it off, you're mistaken because if they can pull it off, if, we, if things like that are happening with New York City, our city, our vote law, places like New York City, who's densely populated, Boston, all of these third world blue cities and states, it's what they are now. They can... They can get a stronghold. It's not going to happen overnight. But the moment a city starts allowing illegal aliens to vote through work authorizations, it's going to spread like wildfire. It will happen. 
It will happen. I'm a MAGA libertarian and anti-communist. I love it. <laughs> There'll be no more memes. Are you kidding, Brandy with a B? You'll be in a fucking cell, a concrete cell, drawing memes on the prison wall. When you prick your finger with blood, you'll be drawing memes on the wall. You'll never see a computer again. The Dilly meme team? Forget it. They'll be in a, in a hard labor camp with pickaxes. Like, forget it. Forget it. No, the, the MAGA hat will be the new SWAT sticker. Like, literally. If you own one, they'll come after you. If you display one, they'll come after you. You wear one, they'll come after you. They will change history. I mean, it, it's... Uh, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but I'm just... It, it's important. Like, uh, a day like today, it's important. It's important to get involved. We can't have the memers making memes out of their knuckle blood in prison cells. I don't want to be in a prison cell. I want to fight until my last fucking breath if that's what it takes. You want to ask me what I'm willing to sacrifice to save this republic? Fucking everything. Everything. And more people need to have that attitude. It, nothing else matters because... You're not going to have a family if we lose our great republic. You're not going to have friends if we lose our great republic. You're not going to have the job and career that you have if we lose our great republic. You're going to have nothing. You're going to own nothing. You're going to be happy, and we're going to be fucked. Your family is going to suffer. Your family is going to – someone's going to be tortured. Someone's going to be dead because you're willing not to comply. So it's a matter of who's willing to do what need, needs to be done to fight for our republic, and that is our first line of defense is at the voting polls. That's that's it. And to make sure that we're supporting people that are not supporting illegal aliens from vote, you know, voting. It's a fact. How many illegals does it take to add one electoral vote? That's a good question. Klaus Schwab has entered the chat. Maybe some of these guys will just start to die off. But the problem is you have George Soros, whose son, Alex Soros, has already made it very clear he wants to be more political than his father already does. Already is. Does Klaus Schwab have a uh, have a um, a predecessor? Does he have a son? It's wild, people. It's crazy. Anyway, enough on that. One other thing we all know, and Buck Fiden, if you're still in the chat, your your guy, Owen Schroyer, who literally journalist, Infowars, whether you like him, you hate him, you think he's a conspiracy theorist, whatever you might be, he's a member of the journalism community and he was jailed for 60 days federal prison for being at the capitol not inside the capitol well away from the capitol he's a matter of fact telling people not to go to the capitol he's in jail and, and they're not treating him very well this was just in yesterday that jail journalist owen schroyer is now facing 30 days in solitary confinement he let he gave an audio message, which they didn't like. He was in solitary confinement at first, more like for holding to, to evaluate him. They do that with everybody. But for some reason, it is now reported that he is facing 30 days in solitary confinement. Again, the guy didn't get years in jail, but the fact that he was jailed for protesting at our nation's capital is just unbelievable. And this is part of the downfall of America. 
everything on January 6th, the people now that they're going after, there's going to be a lot more arrests, probably over a thousand more arrests. For now, they're going to be targeting people that were inside a restricted area that was not restricted on the weekend of January 6th. That was in reports of law enforcement that that's where legal protests with permits were going to be held. And there was no signage calling anywhere near those areas restricted. Now, all of a sudden, they're restricted and they're going to hunt everybody down. They're going to hunt everybody down. Gateway Pundit reported that InfoWars reporter and War Room host Owen Schroyer was sentenced to 60 days in prison in September in a D.C. kangaroo court for his actions on January 6th and before. Owen will be in prison until Christmas Eve for his offensive words spoken on January 6th. An update on X indicates that Schroyer is now facing an additional 30 days in solitary confinement. Not an additional day, not 30 additional days to his sentence. He would have to have committed a crime in prison and then uh, trial and resentence and things like that. No, this is just 30 days in solitary confinement of more than what he had already done in the beginning. His official X account shares, update, we have received a tip indicating that Owen is now facing 30 days in solitary confinement. He has been moved to another building on the FCI Oakdale prison grounds. We have still not been able to communicate directly. This is only information we have, the only information we have at this time. And there's the tweet from the Owen Schroyer 1776 page. But they've indicated that they they have the tip indicating that he's facing 30 days in solitary confinement. Now, we can speculate what it's for. We could speculate that they're just fucking with him because of who he is. Or we can speculate and say that they're calling it so we're calling it solitary confinement. And it could be protective custody because maybe there was threats to him in prison and they're doing it for his own protection. It's possible either way. We don't know what the circumstances are and why he's being held 30, possibly being held 30 days, and whether it's solitary confinement or if it's for protective custody. So he's an outspoken guy. Maybe somebody in prison targeted him. You know, who, we don't know. We don't know. Or it's because of who he is and they're fucking with him. We don't know. I would like to think. It's protective custody because his life was threatened and they did it for his own good. I would like to think that maybe we'll get some more information in the next day or so. Buck Fighting, if you hear anything, please advise. Upon his arrival to prison, Schroyer was put in solitary confinement for five days because of the f- facility's COVID policies. But it also has to do with they, they'll put you alone You can call it solitary confinement. It's not considered technically a solitary confinement. I know people were going to sensationalize certain things. They want to evaluate the person coming into the prison to see what they are like personality-wise in the prison environment. Are you a risk to yourself because you're in jail? Are you a risk to other people? Are you medically sound? And things like that. So there's a lot of moving parts to things like this. And we have to be objective and just not say, he was thrown into solitary confinement because he's Owen Troy from InfoWars. Might be true. It very well might be. But we don't know for sure. We don't know if he was threatened. We don't know if he's in protective custody because it's, it's, you can consider it the same thing. So you can donate to Owen Troy here. 
to help pay his bills. Because again, here, he has a give, send, go. Owen Troy is not getting paid for the 60 days he's in jail from InfoWars. He had mentioned that. He's off the payroll. When he get, Bills don't stop coming when he gets out. I don't know what kind of family structure he has. I don't know much about him um, as far as the family support or, or other support. I know he has a lot of fans, a lot of people, you know, buck fighting, so many people that are, you know, know what he's about. So if you want to donate, here he is. It's uh, givesendgo.com backslash or forward slash uh, Owen. So givesendgo.com forward slash Owen. Right? That's a forward slash that way. Am I looking at it right? So again, they're fucking with him. Solitary confinement or protective custody. Either way, it's not easy. And just, I think we have to be thankful that he only has to do 60 days. One day is too long for what he did. And then when you look back on it, the big issue was a few years prior, a couple of years prior, I think two years, maybe a year and a half prior to January 6th, Owen Troyer went and he protested in a congressional hearing. And he interrupted a congressional hearing. Supportowen.com. There's the other website. Supportowen.com. You can go right there and get his gifts and go and everything else. Supportowen.com. Thank you, Buck Fiden. When he interrupted that congressional hearing, they made him sign an agreement when they detained him, when the Capitol Police detained or arrested him. And he, and he did sign it, unfortunately. If I was his counsel, I would advise him not to sign it. That he could never protest or parade, or assemble on any capital grounds ever again, like permanently. So when they were able to grab him and arrest him for speaking on a megaphone at a rally with Alex Jones and others, whether he was saying 1776, bad word apparently now, very, very bad word, or... He was even telling people not to go into the Capitol because it's a setup, right? Him and Alex Jones, many others. When they grabbed him, they found this loophole and said, look, he signed this agreement that said, if he violates this, we can arrest him. And that was a big part of it. That was the fuel. So now he's spending 60 days in jail and they're going to fuck with him. But again, so many people are going through so wor- so much worse. January 6ers like that were not even in the Capitol that are getting sentenced to years in prison. But it's, um, I think he's going to come out of this stronger. He's raised some money already. He's a young guy, resilient. He's going to go back to InfoWars immediately. He's going to be doing media everywhere about his experience, his 60 days in jail. Hopefully he writes that book around the prison yard in 60 days. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be a huge seller, you know, maybe get a book deal. Who knows? I mean, it's only 60 days. He's not doing five years in prison. Either way that the, the bottom line here is that they're jailing journalists and they're jailing people for their first amendment rights, exercising their first amendment rights at permitted rallies. But then imagine if Owen Schroyer, with a Betsy Ross flag or a Gatson flag or a Trump flag was scaling the White House fence, they'd shoot him in the face three or four times, maybe 13 times, one for every star on the Betsy Ross flag. 
you imagine if he graffitied MAGA on a federal monument? What they would do to Owen Schroyer? What they would do to you? What they would do to me? Now, if he went there with a Palestinian flag, he'd be okay. He was at January 6th, nowhere near the Capitol, on a megaphone, telling people not to go in because it's a setup. Could you imagine? Yeah, it's only 60 unless he, he, you know, somehow gets jammed up in jail and they rearrest him and retry him. But, you know, his sentence is his sentence. They're very strict with that. They're very strict. That's my dog barking in the background. Anyway, one more thing, which I guess is a bit of uh, it's like culture decay. We all know the Simpsons. We all joke about the Simpsons and laugh about how they predict everything and the show. What is the show going on? Is it almost 30 years? Is it, is it 25, 30 years by now? I figured that show would have ended years ago. Well, now there's a new report because the Simpsons are still going strong. I haven't watched them in a long time. If this isn't societal decay, I don't know what it is. What is it? it, it it's unbelievable. The report is the Simpsons will no longer show Homer Simpson strangling Bart because, well, times have changed. Are we allowed to call Bart the son or do we have to call him non-binary or whatever the hell they call it? The iconic animated TV show, The Simpsons, will no longer show Homer angrily strangling Bart because, well, that's the explanation. Times have changed. The sight gag of Homer throttling Bart has appeared in countless episodes. I'd imagine he strangles him in at least one once an episode every other episode of the long-running show. But now it's apparently no longer politically correct. Cartoon character. Do you remember Looney? I grew up on Looney Tunes. I'm, I'll be 45. I grew up on Roadrunner, Wile E. Coyote, dropping anvils on each other, blowing themselves up, Elmer Fudd shooting Bugs Bunny, and him moving the barrel, and people getting shot in the face, and pianos and safes getting dropped on him, run over by steamrollers, dropped off buildings, melted in acid, all of this shit. And now the Simpsons, Homer Simpson cannot choke Bart Simpson anymore because it's not politically correct. I'm watching Blazing Saddles today. I'm watching Blazing Saddles. No one's going to stop me. And any other non-political correct movie I'm going to watch later today. I'm doing nothing today but going to vote and hanging out at home. My daughter's home. My wife's home. We're going to hang out. And have an election day extravaganza. I don't know what we're going to do. I want to watch Blazing Saddles. The sheriff's a what? The sheriff's a nigger. Oh, my God. I just said the movie line and I'm white. Holy shit. I just repeated one of the most iconic movie lines in the world. And I'm white. I should be censored. I should be banned. I should be deplatformed. It is one of the best movies in the world. I just dropped the M-bomb. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Bart Simpson can't get choked anymore by Homer. Now, here's the thing. If they made an episode where Bart Simpson decided to dress up as a girl, and then Homer Simpson decided to choke Bart Simpson for some weird, sick, sadistic sexual fantasy... Well, that would be okay. No, that would, that would probably be okay. And yeah, a lot of people believe that the show has been running for too long and lost its edge. 
I could take or leave The Simpsons. I used to really like it. I mean, look at South Park. Look how edgy South Park is. They have a black kid that they called Token, but his real name was Tolkien. They did that whole episode. I mean, how many episodes of where, where what's his name um, from Family Guy, the black guy, you know, would get beat up by cops? Like, it, all of this funny shit. It's comedy. They got to fucking ruin everything. Yes, I watched all that violence and all that racial tension in old movies, and now I'm a MAGA terrorist. That's what happens. That's what happens. All I want to do, I want to play Grand Theft Auto and set hookers on fire and, and be a sniper on top of a building. That made me a MAGA terrorist. That's, that's what happened. Fox's The Simpsons has quietly retired the recurring scene in its hit cartoon in which Homer Simpson strangles his son Bart. Just because times have changed, you can't do that anymore. New episodes of The Simpsons will no longer feature the common scene in which Homer strangles Bart. It's been retired in an attempt to keep up with modern times, according to the report by the Daily Mail. Societal decay, people. Bring back the choking of cartoon characters. Drop safes on their head. Decapitate them. They're just going to open up a cabinet and find their head and put it back on. I mean, what are we doing? We're worried about fucking cartoon characters choking each other on primetime TV. And here they're literally trying to replace the American citizen populace with illegal aliens who eventually will probably vote in our elections. Societal decay. And that's why, people, it is important once again to get off your asses today and bring your people with you and go and vote at the polls. Vote red. Or the babies are dead. I mean, I just vote red so we can have cartoon characters choking each other on primetime TV. I don't even know. Oh, the Itchy and Scratchy show? I don't know. I don't know if they still have Itchy and Scratchy on The Simpsons. Yep, I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Is violent cartoons based in cartoons still? I don't know. I don't know. Take everybody to go vote today, people. Please. I'm going to end the show today with a great... If you're not following Buck Fiden on Twitter, you should be. Buck Fiden1234. That's a real original name, by the way. (laughs) Spaceballs. What's the combo on your luggage? One, two, three, four, five. Only an idiot has that combination on their luggage. Go and uh, follow Buck Fiden1234 on Twitter. He puts these great clips together. He's been doing it for a little while now, and they're getting shared all over the place. The edits are great. It looks like it takes a lot of time. But I'm actually going to part ways. We're going to end the show today on Election Day. You better get out and fucking vote. If you don't vote for today and you come up with an excuse, you're a fed. If you don't hit the thumbs up on this video and you have an excuse for that, you're a fed. So do both, and let's check out this video. Indicted we stand. Support Trump against this corrupt two-tier justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. What do you think about the indictment? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. Let me hear you chant. Free throw Trump. Lock your mind up. Free throw Trump. Hey, let me hear you chant. Free throw Trump. Indicted we stand, indicted we fall, indicted we stand, indicted we fall, indicted we stand, 
indicted, we fall. Trump get locked up, it's a rap for us all. It's a witch hunt, huh? Ain't no crime here at all. After Trump, nah, I believe that after us all had enough. The justice system is about to fall, now we stuck. Until we push back on them hard, going up. This is politician prosecution, where we at? The left wanna sit and play God, that's a fact. And Trump would never sleep with that thing in the morning. His wife is sunshine, he would never play with Storm. Storm. It's a play by George Soros. He gave bragging M to elect him. This is horrible. We can't let him slide with that. This election in the virus ain't no time for that. Joe Biden, you should be the one locked up in jail. Second term for the left. Ain't no way in the hell. It's all stop lying about connections with brag. We all know what's up. It's a rap in the sad man. Break down let me hear you chant. Break down Trump. Lock Joe Biden up. Break down Trump. Hey, let me hear you chant. Break down Trump. Lock Joe Biden up. Break down Trump. I love it. It's a MAGA energy flowing. I can tell that the left get nervous Trying to throw a case at the goat on purpose But y'all can't mess with God's people That's illegal, boy We can play our tension in the air like Benny Siegel, boy Sheesh, Jesus number one Undefeated in the streets If God is with us, who can go against us? We the peace Killing off the left, even with the blood cancer Fighting is a mess, we got questions for the answers Trying to turn us up, let me bring this flow back I know Jesus back in Trump, they know we bouncing back Ain't no way we gonna lose, so it's time to stand up This is Bigger than let's go Brandon because we all had enough. Look at all those people going crazy in Atlanta. They know what it is. Good job on the video, Buck Fighting. Indicted we stand. I love it. I love it. It's good shit right there. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, everybody, listen. Get out and vote. Please hit the thumbs up on the way out. Leave a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. Leave a comment under the video. They live forever. I will be back. I don't know if we're doing a show tonight for We The People Radio. I have to find out. But uh, I'll find out from my bearded co-host, James. But I'll be back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern. Hit the thumbs up. Share this video. While you're a fed, go out and vote. Please get out and vote. Take your phone, text everybody you know, did you vote today? Make sure you're voting. Vote, vote, vote. It's important. Until tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, by the way, I'll be back. MAGA hat stays on. We'll see you later. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. 
there's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars.